All right. Are we live? I think we're broadcasting live, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I'm your host, Nathan Holritz. This is the Boca Podcast, in case you hadn't figured that out yet. And it's good to have you here hanging out with us today live. This is a live stream, by the way. So for those of you who are listening to the audio version of this after the fact, make sure that you go to youtube.com slash Boca Podcast and um, go back. You can rewatch the live stream, see the visual element of the conversation from today, and then also subscribe, turn on notifications there and keep up with the upcoming live streams. We'll announce them there. And then you can come join the conversation, ask questions, comment. For those of you that are on the live stream today to hang out with me and Jess, who I'm going to introduce here in just a, a second, you can ask questions, you can comment, engage in this conversation about brand position today. It's a really important one, really not discussed enough in our industry. And I'm excited that we get to highlight it here on the Boca podcast. So don't be shy. Come hang out with us. It'll be a lot of fun. Ask questions, comment, and um, we'll all hang out together. Make it a group discussion. And then last thing before we get started, I just want to throw out an encouraging reminder, I hope, for those of you listening in. I promise that before every Boca podcast episode, I would donate to an organization called Charity Water. And you can see the little receipt I popped up on the screen there. Uh, This is a company or an organization that I've been donating to for quite some time. I've upped the ante more recently, thanks largely to Sean Lee, one of our previous guests, who encouraged looking for opportunities to give back, particularly to local community. But of course, we can do this through national and international organizations as well. And so I just want to throw that up there as an encouragement to you all. Look for those opportunities. A little bit of money goes a long way. And um, we're all pretty lucky. If you're watching or listening to this on a $1,000 phone or a $3,000 laptop, you're in a good spot that you can give a little bit of money and make a difference in somebody's life. And so I would just encourage you to take advantage of those opportunities. All right. All that being said, I want to now introduce our special guest for today. Jess Fernandez is here with me. Jess, thank you for coming to hang out. I'm really excited about this conversation. Thank you so much for having me. Well, and, and I'll go ahead and just kind of preempt the conversation, Jess, and for our listeners that you are logging into the call from a long ways away, at least a long ways away from me. Um, you're chiming in from Maui in Hawaii. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah. So um, it, we're going to talk about that marketplace here in just a second. Um, I already told you I was super jealous of the environment that you get to live and, and shoot in. But if anybody notices a slight lag or delay in the uh, the conversation, that's very likely the reason why we're, we're translating this conversation over quite a distance. And uh, I'm excited we get to make it happen. Hopefully we'll work through any technical glitches along the way. Jess, are you ready for this? I'm so excited. Thank you. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. So I want to let you maybe just briefly introduce your brand. And as you're doing this, I'm going to pull up your website for those that are live streaming with us so they can see it. Uh, But I would love for you to just briefly introduce your brand, what market you're based in. And if you will, just give a very brief version of the backstory that you let us know about when you applied for this episode, because it's kind of an interesting thing. Your business has kind of just taken off in the last couple of years, right? Yeah. Yeah. With COVID, I guess, really, I've only been in business less than two years. Um, so I kind of started as like a career second shooter and associate photographer. And then um, really, once I had kids, I realized like family photography is what I love and what I really resonate with. So I just was going through some personal stuff and needed to like make more money than I was as an associate photographer and just started posting like what I love and the photos that really resonated with me as a family photographer. 
And from there, like my business really blew up within the first three months. I ran some Google ads and my return on investment on Google ads was mind blowing. So I went from zero clients to like 30 to 40 sessions a month within three months, just from some Google ads that I didn't even know how to do. I just threw them up there and it worked. Um, but yeah, so I, my market is Maui. I, my clients are families that are on vacation in Hawaii. So, um, I really want to pull on the heartstrings of like, you're, this is a once in a lifetime trip. Your kids are never going to be this exact age, this exact stage again, even if you come to on vacation here every year. So as much as everything's changing, or even if you, even if you feel like it doesn't change, you do it every year, there's still like little moments to capture every time that you're here. Mm. Um, so that's kind of like the, where my brand is and the why behind it. But okay. yeah, so I really started 2019 and here we are two years later and with a year of no tourism, it never really, like I didn't work for a year, but the inquiries and the interest in my business never really stopped. Which is really exciting. Can I, you mentioned a number like of revenue that you reached in a month in the application that you sent to us. Can I mention that on air? Oh, of course. Yeah. You, you said that you hit 10 K in a month and you did this in a relatively short amount of time. What do you think drove that? It was so I put in, I want to say it was March of 2019 that I ran my first Google ads. Of course, as an associate photographer, I wasn't building a portfolio at all. So for me to build a portfolio, I was on Craigslist advertising $50 family sessions for people on vacation, basically. So I was out there shooting $50 sessions just to build a portfolio. I got enough portfolio. I put $800 in as my budget for a month into a Google ad and within the first month and the pricing I was at too, I was doing mini sessions for like 150 bucks. So I was doing like maybe six or seven mini sessions back to back in a morning and then a couple of sessions at sunset. So I went from nothing to fully booked and yeah, hit 10 K per month by July, 2019. So within four months, that is, (laughs) that's incredible. And, And honestly, like this begs, a second episode just to dig into Google ads. I mean, I'm not sure how much you want to share because you're obviously doing really well with it. But, you know, we actually experimented with Google ads for our company on multiple occasions some time ago. And where we ended up finding the most value for photographers that in particular was organic search results, Google search results versus the paid results. But I noticed something as I was doing research for your marketplace in preparation for our conversation today that ads more so than the average market that I search in in preparation for these consultations, ads seem to be a more prominent thing there on Maui. Have you noticed that? Have you seen this in comparison to other markets? I don't really know what other markets do necessarily. Fair enough. And I've had a lot of photographer friends ask me, oh my gosh, what did you do? How did you get there? So same kind of thing. But our our market here is so incredibly unique that I don't even know that what I did could work for another market. And then I only ran the Google ads until the point that I got my SEO ranked. And so now I'm bouncing between one and two on like organic search. So Mm -hmm. I haven't ran Google ads in about a year. And, um, but yeah, it definitely is what got me off the ground. But however, like 
just to play devil's advocate for the Google ads, I do have like a separate brand for my wedding work. And I run a Google ad every month. I have a $500 budget on it. And I get maybe an inquiry a month, maybe not. So I think it just, it's so unique for what I was advertising for. It just worked. Okay. That's fair. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, and it's an interesting point too, when it comes to business that we all have to keep in mind, which is that something might work for a season and then it may not the next season. And we just have to flex and flow and adjust. And it looks like you're doing that very intentionally, which I think is great. Um, it's so many different directions we can go here, but (laughs) what we're actually here for is to talk about brand position. And I, I know that ultimately you wanted to gain a little perspective on brand position for the sake of your business and maybe potential refinement, how it related to your competition. So we're going to dig into all of this. If I can just really briefly, Jess, I'm going to just introduce our listeners and viewers to this concept of brand position. Um, and then we'll kind of get into your story and how we might be able to refine the brand position there. I think, and I already told you this before we started, I think you're actually in a really good spot already. And, um, that we're, we're going to, this is really a matter of refinement as opposed to changing the whole thing drastically. We'll get to that here in just a second, but very briefly for everybody listening in and watching, first of all, I want to define brand position and brand position. It is a topic that is discussed minimally in our industry. And if it is discussed, it's usually a phrase value proposition. Brand position very simply is the value proposition that our business offers to the marketplace. And ideally it's not just the value proposition, but it's a unique value proposition. The problem is that we live in a busy marketplace, lots of photographers, and most photographers are saying the same things. They're offering the same services and describing those services in the same way. And so photographers kind of get lost in the mix, in the bunch. They don't stand out. And so we want with a distinct brand position to stand out in the marketplace more effectively. That's the goal. But that's the definition. There are a few benefits to a brand position. Just, just to be clear for everybody listening in who is new to this concept. Number one, it enables potential clients who come to our site or even come to our social media, potential clients to immediately know what our unique value proposition is. And that might seem a little bit obvious, but it's really important. Again, in a noisy marketplace, we want to immediately grab the attention of that potential client and communicate to them why we are different. Number two, naturally, it filters irrelevant potential clients. So if they land on that site and you say to them, the example that I always give here on on the Boca podcast is, uh, I'm a black and white photographer for Chattanooga couples, or I'm a black and white photographer for Chattanooga skateboarders. The very specific niche brand position, potentially. By the way, I don't actually run a business with that brand position. But if, if I did, somebody lands on my website, they see that it immediately resonates with them as something that they are interested in, or it doesn't. And they go somewhere else. And that's fine. The goal is to work with a particular segment of the market and to specialize for that segment of the market. Number three benefit is that it simplifies and focuses marketing efforts. If you go to a lot of photographers' websites, the messages are kind of mixed and matched. There's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And if we don't have a target, a focus with our message, then it becomes complicated for us to manage, to juggle multiple messages. And the potential client might get confused. We may end up spending more money if we're spending money on Google ads or Facebook ads or otherwise communicating multiple messages. It makes it much, much easier for us to market our business if we have one clear, distinct message. So it simplifies and focuses marketing efforts. And then number four, and much along the same same lines, it encourages better time management. If we're not trying to do 50 different things, um, I, I, in doing the market research, I came across um, another photographer who, in, in, in Jess's market who was touting themselves as a specialist in like five or six different types of photography. 
And that's confusing for you as a photographer because now you're having to juggle all these different so-called specialties. And then the potential client coming to you doesn't really know you for anything distinct. You're just another professional photographer. When it comes to managing our business, though, if we have so many different so-called specialties to manage and so many different resulting marketing messages, oh my goodness, our time just going every which way. If we have one singular focus, we know what we need to do on a day-to-day basis to support that message and ultimately that brand position simplifies our lives and enables and encourages better time management. So that's a little bit of the thought process behind brand position. Jess, does that all kind of make sense for you? Completely. Okay, cool. So let's, let's get to you. Speaking of you, um, enough of me just rambling on in, in a monologue. I, I want to talk a little bit, first of all, about the type of photography that you currently tell your clients that you specialize in. What is that? When I first started my business, my kind of little, I don't know, not necessarily a brand position, but I would say slightly formal and super fun. So I want families to know that they're definitely going to get their smiling, happy Christmas card photo. Like I'm not necessarily branding myself as like lifestyle or documentary. Like I definitely still pose them and make them look perfect or like how they want everyone to see them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I'm still going to make them look perfect. And I still, I'm very like detail oriented in my sessions. I'm, I'm, putting hands in certain places and making sure pockets are empty. And I'm very, um, yeah, paying attention to all the details, but at the same time, I love the candid moment. So I want to make sure that I'm portraying my brand in a way that they know they're still going to get their like picture perfect photos, but Mm. also a variety of this is us and who we really are and our real smiles and our snuggly moments. And I think it's, I'm glad that you actually admit that you do both because I think a lot of times photographers, and we've talked about this here on the podcast, there are a lot of photographers who tout themselves as a documentary photographer, for example, um, or some variation on that concept where, you know, everything's supposed to be unposed, but then you look at their website or you look at their social media and 30, 40, 50% of the images are posed. And so the message conflicts with the images being displayed. And part of what enables a really powerful brand position and a brand position statement is that we actually back it up. It's consistent. The message is consistent with the images is consistent with the experience that you provide the client. So I like that you're honest about that up front and you're aware of that up front. And I think that makes a big difference when it comes to then crafting a relevant message and an accurate message for the experience you're going to provide. And I'm just jumping back over to your website for anybody listening in. We're currently live streaming, of course, and uh, we're at Maui family dot photography. Great job with the URL, by the way. And there on the homepage of your site, just a little bit below the fold, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, but super fun family photo sessions in Maui for happy people is the current brand position statement that you have there. If I jump over to your um, Instagram account, I don't really see a brand position on the Instagram account. We'll talk about that in just a little bit, but it looks like we've already got a pretty clear, um, or at least an, an effort at a pretty clear brand position statement there on your website. And is that something, I I know I normally ask this a little bit later in the conversation, but is that something that you want to refine or change a little bit? Or what's your thought today and the the effort for this conversation? I'm so open. Like I'm not really attached to, it's kind of, and my website that I have now, I have lots of ideas of what I can do with it. I, I want to, I really do. I want to like niche in a little more and I want to be attracting more of a specific client because 
just for like a little bit of reference, like in June, between June and July of 2021, I shot 118 family sessions. So I'm so insanely busy. Like I've had my two busiest months ever. And it's incredible. I'm so thankful coming out of a pandemic. Like this is what my family needed. (laughs) We are so blessed. But at the same time, like I am still kind of getting clients that are not coming and they're not happy. Like they're, I mean, they're coming and they're not happy to be there. Like there's still a dad that's like throwing a fit that like I'm making him do things or he's like rolling his eyes at me and one person's into it and one person's not into it. And I'm like, it, it kind of sucks the energy and the life out of me. And then his energy is affecting everyone's energy. And then I'm like, wait, this was supposed to be a super fun family session for happy people. And now no one here is happy or having fun. (laughs) So I'm just, yeah, like, I'm not sure how I can position myself in more of a way that's like, maybe I'm maybe I need to be less formal. Maybe I'm because maybe these people are showing up and the parents that are coming in, they're yelling at their kids to look at the camera the whole time. Yeah, I'm like, actually they have just ruined half the pictures because they're looking at the kid you know well that and they're getting pissed off with the kid and so now the kid's stressed out and there's this kind of tension and and that doesn't make for great family photos i mean i I have personal experience with this both with with my own kids and then of course growing up in a house where my dad was uh, like photos were so important to to my dad and so there was the uh, as much as possible kind of the annual family photos and i they always, I mean, I guess stereotypically, they're always like a source of stress, it seems like. Um, and I think a lot of people yeah. are used to that. But the cool thing about that is there, and, and by the way, again, having done market research, I think you're actually in a good spot to, to do this. We'll talk about that in more detail in just a bit. But because that is, you know, as we talk about stereotypes, usually hold at least some truth. People look at family portrait sessions as something of a drag, something of a frustration, a, a stress inducer. And if you can change the narrative with your business and mm-hmm. ultimately with that experience, you're in a, you're in an incredible place. I mean, you're obviously already doing really, really well for yourself. And I'm super stoked for that. My thought here is not so much about changing things altogether as much as just refinement and the presentation and the messaging. And so we'll explore that in just a little bit, but as is really important for these conversations around developing a brand position, it's, it's always important to, to get context. And I need to explain that actually for our listeners and viewers. We don't, I don't just ask these questions randomly. If we want to come up with a distinct brand position, which is ultimately going to drive, it's not just about putting you know, some cute words on a website. It's, about, it's really about a business model. If you decide you land on um, a particular brand position and message, you want your images to back that up. You want the experience to be backed up as well with that, that really the overall experience be represented with this message. And so ultimately you're building your business model around it. If we're going to build a business model around a brand position, we need to make sure that it comes from the right place and really kind of a deeper place too. So we're going to ask a few questions here just to get context before we land on a direction. But right now you're offering family photographic services. That seems to be your specialty. It seems to be your focus. I know you said your wedding brand is different, but what percentage of the time are you doing family versus wedding? 98% 98% of my okay. work is family. Like I get a couple weddings a year. Do you do the weddings just, just for the fun of it? Or what's the thought there? Yeah, for my wedding work, I only shoot film. It's like, that's like oh, my, cool. it's just a totally separate. Yeah, I just, it, that's like kind of 
fuels a different kind of creativity. I was a wedding planner, like before I was a photographer. So I just have always been really like into the whole, like the awe of weddings and like the beauty and the, and especially in Hawaii, like the weddings that we have here, just not like anywhere else in the world. I actually was just in the mainland two weeks ago and shot a wedding in Atlanta and (laughs) when I when I was talking to the bride I actually shot their proposal here in Hawaii and then they hired me to shoot their wedding in Atlanta but when we were talking about the wedding I was like asking about you know where it'll be and what the you know the environment will be like and the whole thing was inside and I couldn't wrap my head around an indoor like I had only (laughs) ever shot an outdoor wedding so it was a good experience for me so but yeah, the wedding work is just something totally different, fuels a different side of me completely, where the family photography is, it fuels like, like, I'm giving people what I want. Like, I want those photos of me and my kids. Like, I, I hire professional photographers like three or four times a year to shoot me and my girls. And I want those moments. So I'm just mm. trying to give my clients exactly the same thing that I know I want. You were you were only like two hours away from me in Atlanta. So I live in Chattanooga, I live in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and I shot weddings for over ten years in this market. And I absolutely know what you're talking about. Number one, with regards to indoor weddings, it is very common here, and I think a lot of it has to do with just the fact that, like summer weddings in particular, the humidity is brutal. So you know, we go show up at a wedding. At one point, actually, one wedding that I shot. I, I, I mean, it's kind of gross, but I sweat so much that I literally had to change my shirt. A friend of mine brought me hit one of his shirts just so I could borrow it and get through the rest of the day because it's just so brutal outside. Um, so there are a lot of weddings that happen indoors. But the other thing, and I'm, I'm sure this is the case. I, I saw this in California. I'm assuming it's much the case in Hawaii. The light here is drastically different. Um, I went to, so like here, a lot of midday weddings, they happen three, four o'clock in the afternoon. By the time you get to the reception, it might be five or six, but those midday portrait sessions, the sun's overhead. A lot of times you have this kind of only slight bit of cloudiness. It's enough to filter a little bit of the light, but it's not softening it that much. So you get these really harsh shadows in the eyes and that the light is it was just harsh a lot of times. And I went to, I had the opportunity to go to a photography workshop years ago in California. And this is the time when this was my first digital camera. When I transitioned from film to digital, you know, back in 2005, 2006, somewhere in there. And so it was a Nikon D1X. It was less than six megapixels. The dynamic range was terrible. And I took that same camera that I've been experiencing terrible dynamic range with here in the Chattanooga market out to a workshop in California, midday, like three o'clock, middle of the day, bright, bright sunlight, of course, blue sky, beautiful weather um, in the Orange County area, I think that we were in on the beach with a bride in a white dress. And that camera, again, old, old technology, Nailed exposure every single time. And I, I just had an aperture priority. I wasn't even trying to shoot manual. Aperture priority, automatic, every single time. Dead on exposure. No highlights lost. Beautiful blue sky. Saturated colors every single time. And it's because of the difference in light. Part of it probably filtered through the smog there. Um, but anyway, just drastically different. Did you notice the difference between the light in Atlanta versus Maui? Um, what I will say we have the same harsh light. Do you really? Okay. Yeah. So I went to a workshop in California in 2019 and I was in heaven. I'm like, we could shoot styled shoots at like 3 PM. I'm like, what is this? And then I'm like, Oh, no wonder everyone thinks like golden hour. I say in Hawaii, we get a golden 10 minutes. 
like the <laughs> like my sunset hour sessions. Yep. I am like literally the first 45 minutes. I'm like, what am I going to do with these people? Mm-hmm. Well, like, I'm just like waiting for that good light to come. Yep. And I get it like when the sun's like this close to setting, I get good light. So no, we're in the same boat here with the harsh light. Okay. So but you've got yeah, the beautiful surroundings wedding. to compensate then for it. <laughs> yes, we do. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, so what we'll, um, I'll stop fixating on just my obsession and jealousy <laughs> over, over Maui for a second. Um, uh, talk to me a little bit about what you would say currently. I know we already talked a little bit about kind of the fun nature that you're throwing into your business model, but what would you say currently, if you look at your competition sets you apart from your competition in that market? My number one thing is the actual experience with me in the session. So I know who's out there shooting family sessions and I know that I am so fun, so personable. The actual session with me is not going to be like anything. Like we are going to leave feeling like friends, Mm. like we're family. Like I love people and I love what I do. And I think during the session, like they just feel that a million percent and I am affirming them the entire time and, just telling them how wonderful and amazing they are. And like kids, like every single time the kids are like, wait, wait, can we hang out again? Like, are you going to go to the beach with us after this? Like, it's just, that that's what I love. Like, that speaks volumes. But I also think that the quality of what I'm delivering is my style, the quality and the quantity of what I'm delivering is in my opinion better than my competition. Okay, fair enough. I think that the colors are more true to life. I think that I'm not I'm not making something not look real. I'm just trying to keep it looking real but in an artistic way at the same time. So you mentioned two things there. One is experience and then the second thing is the quality of the images. And this is, a, this is a good opportunity to highlight something really important when it comes to brand position, and, and especially in 2021, going into 2022 for photographers. There's been so much focus over the year on the so-called quality of our imagery, the ability to post-process, to have a particular style, and even just to take a good picture. Um, when I started in photography back in 2001, there was, it was, it was, a lot of it was still, at least in this marketplace, old school. A lot of photographers who had experience with these big medium format cameras, you know, light meters, uh, studio lights or, or soft boxes or otherwise. And it was technical. And in order to get to the place where you could take a de- decent picture, it was a bit of a challenge, a technical challenge. So if you had gotten to that place, it was something to be proud of and to kind of tout. And you were actually different. Now in 2021, with this thing that I've got here in my hand, this, this is, happens to be an iPhone 12 uh, Pro Max, but really pretty much any smartphone, we can take a decent picture and even a really great picture and we can throw a filter on there. And now we have what 20 years ago, for that matter, 10 years ago would be considered a quality image. I only say that to kind of emphasize the significance of the experience over a quality image because a quality image, a decent image that has a cool editing style or even a natural editing style is a dime a dozen. And it's hard to build a brand position on a concept that is largely subjective in nature, right? I mean, you talk to 20 different photographers about an image and you're going to get a variety of, of different perspectives just on one image. And that's just one image and you probably have 100 on your site or even more. So it's best to avoid the thing that is likely going to be subjective 
number one. And also mm-hmm. the thing that is at this point, just a, a commodity, something super commonplace to have a really nice, pretty image. Uh, by the way, not to minimize your work, which I genuinely love. I see a lot of photographers work and I genuinely love your pictures. So it's not, not a knock on your imagery, but we also have to make sure to be objective about how our potential clients see it. And the reality is most of them can't see the nuance differences that we're noticing between our work and other photographers work. And it's that, that is just so much more subjective in nature. So best to leave the subjective out and then let's focus on the experience, which at this point, and certainly moving forward even more is going to be what sets an established professional photographer apart from another photographer. They, they're going to go to one photographer for a particular experience or to a different photographer for a different kind of experience because they can go to any number of photographers and get a decent picture. That's not that difficult. It's more about the experience. And I love that you start with experience. I love that you're highlighting the experience on your website. You have a video, which not every photographer does highlighting what that experience looks like. So I would, I would encourage you to focus on that. We're going to do that today, but I wouldn't encourage you to focus, to continue to focus primarily on the experience that you're communicating and then delivering on as opposed to the quality of the imagery. Does that make sense? Oh, totally. But it did give me a good idea for an Instagram reel. Okay. I should do because I got the 12 Pro Max too. And I was, you know, I'm always a little worried when a new iPhone comes out and I'm like, ooh, are they not going to need me anymore? <laughs> so I got the new 12 Pro Max. And so I should do like a reel of like same photo with my phone and then with my camera. It's a good idea. Well, do it. Show them the difference. <laughs> well, I don't know. You could, but then you could also shoot yourself in the foot doing that because here's the thing. What's going to happen more and more as, as the market develops, and this is a whole conversation of itself, we won't go too deep with it, but what's going to happen is that the experience will definitely matter more because this technology is already amazing and it has been for years, actually. Uh, it's going to continue to get even better. And as it continues to get better, then the photographer is needed even less, right? So what's going to happen is this line will be developed probably where certain individuals who don't have that extra cash laying around to pay a premium for a professional experience just won't because they don't have to. They can go take a picture or have a friend take a picture and it's going to look good and it'll be enough for them. I mean, to be honest with you, I have, and you probably can't see it in the camera right now. If I go full screen, you can. So I'll, I'll point, let's see if I can point the right direction. So my refrigerator in the background there, I've got a number of snapshots from uh, printed from an Instax printer images that most of, if not all of were shot with a phone, some of them older iPhones. And I am in love with those pictures. It doesn't matter that they're not perfectly cropped or that they're a little bit blurry, that they're not color corrected. They represent important people in my life, important moments. They make me feel something and has nothing to do with whether or not they were shot on a good camera. And I'm a professional. I shot for, you know, over 10 years, hundreds of weddings. I own an editing company. Still, none of that stuff matters. I love those pictures. Think about if, if that's the case for me, an OCD editing company owner who's a professional photographer, think about how a potential client who has no connection to the photography industry feels. And that's the kind of real context that we need and perspective we need to maintain as professional photographers. And what that will hopefully do is encourage those who want an established, sustainable business to focus on the experience, developing the experience, so that somebody's like, yeah, I, I paid, you know, however many hundred dollars for this session. And I know I could have gone over here and gotten it for cheaper. or I could use this app and that's cool. But I had a mind blowing experience and just created not only created beautiful images, but gave my whole family an amazing experience. And it was worth every penny that I paid for that. That 
is what you're going for. And that's what established yeah. professional photographers should be going for. So I just want to throw that out there because it's really important perspective in this conversation. But speaking really very much relevant to that conversation, one of the things that we have to consider when coming up with a distinct brand position is your customer's pain points. What kind of needs or problems can you solve for them with your business? Because if you can establish that and nobody else is running with that, then that's a really great potential uh, brand position statement that you can run with and ultimately a business model. So what are those from your perspective? For me, and I kind of, I think in one of the first sections of my website, I kind of hit those. Um, but it, like for me personally, this is where like I kind of am my ideal client in my own situation. So like I want to be in the pictures with my kids and like, I think I say something like you have 20,000 photos on your phone, but you're not in any of them. Yeah, and we've got it up went... on screen right now for anybody who's viewing live. And for those of you listening to audio, make sure you go back. We can at least go to Jess's website, MauiFamily.photography, but you can come back and watch the live stream. Just go to youtube.com slash book a podcast. Jess, please. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Take it away. <laughs> no, that's okay. So yeah, I want photos where I'm in them and where I feel gorgeous and my kids are kind of there and being themselves. And like, I feel like that's my client's pain point. They're the ones always just taking the pictures of their kids and, and the dad and whoever is like holding the kid, like they're the ones taking the pictures. And then when they're like, wait, will you take a picture of me? It's like, like, Oh, it never ends up looking how you want it to look. Or you have to ask like, you know, the dad to take 20 photos and you don't like any of them. And I, I just feel like that's, my pain point. <laughs> I want to look good. I want to feel good. I want someone to tell me I look good while I'm doing the photos. I want someone to fix me and make sure that I look good. And yeah. then I want my kids to like be running around and be cute too. <laughs> <laughs> you want everything. Yeah. And that's what I give my clients. <laughs> but that's, but I mean, it's, so it's funny to talk about, but then it's, it's so important too. You're speaking from an empathic place. You understand what it's like to be a mom with little kids and what it means to actually get a decent set of pictures as a result. The fact that you can relate to that, speak to that, and then ultimately provide that experience for your clients, as long as you can do that consistently and back up that messaging. Amazing. It's super powerful you're in an interesting position in that, as you pointed out earlier, your, your target client base is, are, are tourists. So it's, it's not that you're doing this as much for, let's just say the, the referral business, probably as much as maybe the typical photographer who's not working with as large a tourist based client or um, tourist client base. But I, I would venture, and maybe we can talk about this a little bit. I would venture that word will get around there on the Island and maybe other islands that amongst vendors, other companies that are there, um, or tourist sites or, or otherwise, that this is what Jess represents. If you want a fun experience, you don't want to go see anybody else other than Jess. She's going to provide a really great experience. It's going to be a compliment to your vacation, not a source of stress in the middle of your vacation. And I think that's huge when you can actually deliver on that. Have you, have you experienced or have you kind of explored connecting with some of the companies in the area as a means of referral business? Not necessarily companies outside of photography, but I do have, I do get a handful of referrals from other photographers with like a similar, um, a similar experience, I would say. Okay. Like we might have different, totally different styles, but mm. 
we still are all kind of referring to each other when we're booked. Um, someone who we know is just going to give a great experience. Okay, fair enough. Well, let's keep going then in the conversation. Talk to me. We know customer pain points. And again, you, you have realized the significance of those pain points to the extent that you're already kind of molding your website in that direction. But talk to me as well about what is driving you to be a photographer, because as I mentioned earlier, if you're going to build a business model around this brand position, you want it to be based in or rooted in ideals, uh, values that are most significant to you in your life, because that will enable, I mean, everybody talks about wanting to have passion for what we do. Passion is emotion. Emotion comes from the most important ideas or beliefs in our lives. And so if we're going to build a business model that we want to sustain for years to come, it needs to be built around those ideals. What are those for you? Um, this might make me emotional now that I'm like starting to think about it. But when I look back at pictures of my kids from like a year ago or two years ago, like I don't want to ever forget like where they're at right now. And now my older daughter, she's going to be six Mm. and oh my gosh, just from like three years ago to now seeing how much she's changed, like it kind of makes me sad. I'm like, Oh my gosh, like where did that go? Um, so when I can capture that for my clients and like give them something like some beautiful, like tangible memory of them being connected to their children. Like that is why I do what I do. And I sit at home and I'm like editing these photos. And sometimes I see a photo that like I took and I'm still just like, Oh my God, this moment, like, how did I, like, I, I can't even take credit for it. You know, I'm like, Mm. this is just them in their moment. And it is so incredibly beautiful. And I'm so lucky that I even got to be there and capture that for them. So I think that that's my why. I don't know how to be more you less said it. wordy about it. You said it. No. And and again, you're already speaking to this on the website. And I think it's really great. We'll talk about maybe how to tie that in, in a little bit more refined way to the notion of fun here in just a little bit. But you said it. And again, you're when it comes from that genuine a place, it makes all the more impact on the messaging, certainly. But then the experience that you're providing for your clients, they're going to actually feel that. And just interacting with you, we've never had the chance to interact in person before, but to interact with you for the last 45 minutes or so, I already, I already sense that genuine passion, to borrow the cliche word, for what it is that you're doing. And I can only imagine how that translates to the actual experience for the client. So I think it's beautiful. It's wonderful. Don't lose that. And if you can continue to go back like internally and remember that and feel that, you'll be able to translate that to an incredible experience for your clients. So I, I think it's a wonderful thing. Um, and you didn't need to be any less wordy. I think it's great. Now, <laughs> the caveat to that is we have to figure out how to be less wordy on the website to, to, to use the words that are going to be helpful, certainly conveying the message and the experience to helpful as it relates to SEO, which we'll also talk about briefly here in just a second. And, um, and, and yet not bombard them with so much text that they, their eyes start to kind of glaze over as they're scrolling through. Because we all know we live in a scrolling culture, right? Instagram, two seconds on an image, if that, one second, just quickly moving past. We have to remember that. So less words, bigger font, impactful words that represent the message without letting them get too bored in the process. It's, imp- it's important for us to keep in mind. So we talked about uh, just 
the need at this point, I think more to refine than it is to, to totally revamp your message. Cause I think you're going in a, a great direction. Let's actually talk to that end about your competition. And of course, as always, we're not going to mention any other business names or photographers names. The, the effort here isn't to throw anybody under the bus, but just simply to recognize what you're up against. And again, a little bit of real talk here, because in, in recent years, there's this wonderful message, which is community over competition in our photography industry. And I think it's wonderful. Let's keep it up and build on it. I love it. Um, and it, during COVID in particular, in the last year or so, as we didn't get to go to conferences and connect with photographers in person, oh my word, like it, I missed it. And I, I, I kind of go into this like mini depression when I come home from conferences, because I just eat up the opportunity to connect with photographers in person. It's wonderful. But when it comes to potential clients and the way that they see us, they're not looking at us as a community. They're looking at us as an individual business who they are going to choose whether or not to give money. Does this message, does their brand position and the service that they offer resonate with me to the extent that I, it is valuable enough for me to hand over quite a bit of money and they have to make that decision. So in that sense, we are talking about competition when we're looking at our, at the photographers around us. I want to, and so what I did here, and this is for everybody's reference, you want to do, if you want to come up with a distinct brand position and make sure you're not saying the same thing that everybody else is saying, you need to do a little bit of research. And it's as simple as doing a Google search for the marketplace that you're in, the genre of photography or service that you're wanting to offer, and then adding you know photographer at the end. So I might search Chattanooga wedding photographer to see what other wedding photographers I'm up against. Uh, and what you want to look at is their, the service that they're offering, uh, the way they're communicating that service, their messaging, and the price point that they're offering. And certainly you can look at the style of, of imagery being um, displayed as well. That's also important. But you want to look at all these things. We're going to look specifically, though, just at the, the messaging here. So I'm going to scroll down to my notes. And what I've got here are the results from um, the first page of Google Maps results. Because when you search, when you do Google search now, more so than ever, Google Maps results are the first ones that come up after the ads. And so I looked at the first page of Google Maps results, and then I looked at the first three pages of organic search results. I didn't click on anybody's ads, so I'm not costing anybody money. And I want to see what your potential clients are going to find organically. Now, you've found a lot of um, benefit in the ads, and that's wonderful. I don't want to take away from that. But we're going to look at the organic results here. So let me, let me just kind of read through these, uh, at least some of the position statements. I looked at probably, hmm, in those first three or four pages, probably about 25, maybe 30 different websites that came up. Not everybody had a brand position statement. And here are ones that did, or at least some of them that did. Uh, this first person said top rated Maui family photographer. And so we're going to talk a little bit about what works and what doesn't. Top rated Maui family photographer, according to who, would be kind of the natural question that I would ask in this case, right? And the reality is there isn't a point of reference. When a client, a client doesn't know what PPA or WPPI is, for example, if we got awards from them, if they rated us as a top photographer or Rangefinder Magazine or whoever said that we're a great photographer, that might be important to other photographers. It might be great for our ego in light of our relationship to other photographers, but it really doesn't matter to the client. And so this is an example of honestly a, a weak brand position. I just want to point this out again, for examples, not throwing anybody under the bus. Um, there, the, the subtext there underneath that position statement was we specialize in, and this is what I referenced earlier. We specialize in wedding photography, family pho portrait photography, couples engagement photography, maternity photography, and high school senior portraits. 
five different types of photography. I don't know if you can really specialize in five different types of photography unless you've got a team of photographers who each have these areas to focus on. Um, so I think that's a bit of a misnomer. A lot of photographers will use that word specialize kind of flippantly and it loses its meaning and its significance. Um, going to the next one, letting love speak for itself. Uh, as a photographer, I understand what that means, but it's, it's vague. And the last thing we want to do is use phrases that might sound cute. They would look good on a Hallmark card, but they don't mean a whole lot for the sake of a potential client who's trying to figure out whether or not to book us. Right. Um, so I would avoid using something that's that vague, letting love speak for itself, maternity, newborn family couples. Uh, so again, a broad range of services there. Uh, the next one was documenting big feels and the magic of being human. Words, phrases here that are common in our culture these days, but because they're so common, they kind of lose their significance. And they're also, again, a bit vague. What does this actually mean? It can mean different things to different people. We don't want to run with a message that can mean different things to different people. We want to use words that, you know, 10 people hear them and mean the same thing to those 10 people. We need to be really specific, really straightforward. And not so ironically, SEO... Our, our good performance when it comes to SEO is very much based on using words that are commonly understood to multiple people. It's not vague in nature. The words aren't vague in nature. So just want to throw that out there as well. Uh, another, another photographer said emotionally driven photography for all. And I mean, I, I can, I can really pick this apart, but the reality is that pretty much all photography has emotion associated with it. And when we're talking about photography for all, now we're not really limiting ourselves to any subsegment of the marketplace. So it's not really setting ourselves apart. It's not standing in distinction or contrast. So it's not a real strong position statement. Again, just commenting on these for the sake of context for, for you, Jess, but also for our listeners. Uh, another one said, we are here to document your greatest adventure and the beauty and joy of your love story. That's also super broad greatest adventure. Are we talking about the love story? Or is there a different adventure that we're talking about? Is that one thing? And then the love story is separate. The beauty and joy of your love story. Some of these beauty and joy of your love story, kind of, uh, again, a bit of stereotypical or cliche words being used there. And we want to avoid those as much as possible in order to stand out. So just some more thoughts there. The most affordable photographers in Hawaii with hundreds of five-star Google reviews from very satisfied clients who keep coming back for more family fun. That was, the, that was the position statement. It was a lot. And um, honestly, there is an opportunity in a marketplace, depending on what the competition is, to run with the most affordable photographers in whatever the marketplace. To, to pick the whole state, I mean, it's not a really big state, but it's still a lot of people and say that you're the most affordable there is, it's a gutsy move. If it's accurate, great. But what they should do if they're going to do that is to build their whole brand around it. I'm not sure if they've done that or not. Maui photographers for wedding family couples and engagements, timeless photography that captures the essence of your unique love story in the beautiful islands of Hawaii. A lot of cliche words in that one. Bold and vibrant wedding photography for couples who don't want to settle. Oh, and I should clarify, these wedding photography results are coming up from searching Maui family photographers was, was the, uh, let me double check. Yes, Maui family photographers was the search phrase that I used here. And this is the, these are the results that I'm getting. Uh, let's see, Maui portrait photography from the land, sea, and sky. Not sure what that means. Capturing the most magical moments on your wedding day was another one. Maui-based photographer specializing in wedding boudoir and family photography. Hawaii family and couples photographer. A lot of these are very kind of general and um, not certainly not setting them apart from any of the other photographers. More of an SEO thing, potentially. Family photographs you will love on Maui. San Diego wedding photographer available for worldwide travel. That popped up. Uh, <laughs> Premier Big Island and Maui photographers. 
And then the subtext was, we specialize in stunning, no stress Hawaii beach photo sessions for lovers of vibrant and delightfully joyful moments. Um, trying to cram as many colorful words in there. And I, I can give them props for that. But again, it, it doesn't really stand in distinction because they're just saying a lot of the same things that other people say. They are t- commenting on the no stress bit, but not significantly enough that, that you can't still play in that realm of, of fun. So we'll talk about that. Professional photographers of Maui was one more. And then the last was Maui wedding photographers and coordinators, uh, apparently kind of multitasking there. That's your competition. Uh, and again, I, I comment on some of those just to give context to everybody, what to do, what not to do, what works, what doesn't, what are your initial thoughts though? Just hearing all those, Jess. Um, I, I, I know that I was there when I first started just making everything as SEO friendly as I could. Sure. So yeah, cramming all those words of like Maui family photography on the beautiful Island of Maui for family photos, you know, like, <laughs> potentially hurting my own SEO, but, um, well, I, but so I would ask, more... let me ask you this though, because I am wondering, I, I'm still learning a lot about SEO. We've had the opportunity to make some massive strides actually with our company in the last few months and have seen great results from it, but I, I I'm not an expert by any means. Would you say that having the words, uh, and again, this is not meant to, to pick any business apart, but just for the sake of conversation, Stunning, no stress Hawaii beach photo sessions for lovers of vibrant and delightfully joyful moments. Like what, what potential client is searching for a photographer of vibrant or lovers of vibrant and delightfully joyful moments? Is that, is there actual SEO benefit there? Do you think? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to, to at least ask for the sake of conversation <laughs> because I, I think the words we need to remember, what is somebody going to search? They're going to Maui. They want a family photographer. What are they going to search? Maui family photographers. And interestingly enough, and you may have seen this too, Jess, when I started to, to type into Google something comparable to that, Google automatically finished that phrase for me and gave it to me. So I knew that was likely the most popular phrase as it related to Maui family photography. It was specifically Maui family photographers. And that's not by accident. That's because people are actually, those are the words that they're searching. They're not searching all these other words that we as photographers think it's cute because, you know, our favorite photographer put them on their website as well. So I have to highlight that just for the sake of playing devil's advocate, I guess. And for the sake of conversation, um, I think it's really important to use very practical, simple copy because that's what people are actually searching. And that's where the benefit is from the standpoint of, of SEO. That being said, let's just kind of go ahead and, and just briefly mention before we talk about your messaging, Jess, the potentially three or four different ways that, that photographers can create a distinct brand position. And again, you're well on your way in this direction, but uh, just for the sake of conversation for everybody listening in as well, number one, be the first to own a position. You're not the first family photographer on the island, so it'd be hard for you to, to own that, that position at this point. That'd be a tough one in most marketplaces, but it's a potential option. Uh, your, if, for example, I, I was the, that would be hard too. family photography and wedding photography, both are, are services in most markets that somebody is going to speak to. So it's an option. It's a possibility, but not real likely. Um, if somebody is offering a service, but hasn't owned that service yet, let's say for example, I was a, I wanted to be a dog photographer and maybe there were one or two other dog photographers in the marketplace, but nobody was actually owning that position saying, Hey, I am Maui's premier dog photographer. Then there's opportunity to go and own that. And you got to back it up. If you're going to be the premier photographer, the experience better blow everybody else's away. Uh, but that's an example. Be the first to own a position. Number two, offer a service that doesn't exist. And in this case, again, tough thing to do. And you're offering a service that already exists. So we have to find Number three, the variation 
of that service. And we've been talking about the significance of fun. So we'll probably highlight or focus on that. And then number four is to, to name a target marketplace. And in this case, it is family photography. So you're innately naming that target market, which is families, right? You're not calling out um, a particular ethnicity. You're not calling out a particular uh, age group. You're not you're just families. You're welcoming all families. And so in that sense, you are naming a target market. It's not too specific, but it's specific enough for the sake of this conversation. I think where we have to focus for your sake is on the, the number three option, the variation on a service is where we're going to create that distinction. And I think that's important. So talk to me a little bit about the messaging that you have right now on your site. I'm going to pull this up as we're talking. Um, it says super fun family photo sessions in Maui for happy people. Can you break that down for me? Um, <laughs> just kind of the thought process behind it. Like what, what motivated you to use that particular phrase of those words? So I, when I had first started, my little headline was the slightly formal and super fun. Um, so something along the same lines, like slightly formal, super fun family photo sessions in Maui. And then I think that me adding, taking out the formal, cause I was getting it, that's more me just trying to niche down and get more of my ideal client. So in an attempt to get less people showing up just for their formal photo session, like I get clients who show up wearing heels to the beach and wow. I'm like, okay, we're <laughs> like, well, we're going to take our shoes off here. And they're like, we're taking our shoes off. Did and you think about what was going to happen with that long pointy thing in the sand? Exactly. I know. So I, in, in an attempt to kind of like not get clients, because I'm like, maybe by me saying slightly formal, they are like, okay, we're wearing heels on the beach. Like I, can't, I grew up on the beach. I can't relate to that, but maybe they've never been to the beach and they don't know what the sand feels like under your heels. So yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm going to say super fun and happy people, not formal anymore. So and for happy people, that's my attempt at getting these people who show up not wanting to do it. Like the dads who are like going to act rude the whole time just because they don't want to be there. I'm like, well, you're not a happy person. So I'm going to put on here that my sessions are for happy people. Interesting. I didn't think of that. But <laughs> that that's because why to be I honest with you, when it. I when I hear that, like I, I'm like, okay, super fun family photo sessions. You, we're speaking to the message that we've been describing pretty much this whole conversation. But in Maui, you're you're calling out the locale, and that's important for SEO and for the sake of the potential client. But for happy people, my assumption immediately is is, is like that's obvious. But but what you're saying actually makes a lot of sense. Did you notice at all if there was a difference between the time that you added that little bit? And, and then after that, were you getting happier clients? So overall, I've also like doubled my prices mm. since I've done that also. So and just the work that I'm posting in the past year, everything is just slightly more elevated. So I think that that does in itself bring in a different type of client. But I do notice now I do get less of the we're just doing this because we have to do it. Mm. Like it's not a two it's not like I'm a thousand dollars for an hour so like the people who are booking me they're valuing it and they're showing up because they want to be there and they value it it's yeah. not this like oh we just gave someone 200 like 200 dollars now like okay fine take our picture I guess we'll do this interesting 
Okay, so you've set that premise then. I, do you ever have an, like a phone interview, Zoom interview before the session? Never. And that, so when I say the experience with me is what sets me apart, it's the experience during the session leading up to my session. I actually hired a business coach, so I'm working with um, James Witte. He's helping me now, like, oh, cool. dial in my, he's dialing in my whole, like, um, workflow, I guess, essentially. But yeah. my pre Shout out to James, by the way. James has been on the podcast as well. Oh, yeah. He's so amazing. I My very first photography workshop I ever went to as a photographer was with him and Jess here in Maui. So ever since then, I'm just like, I had a couple nights a couple months ago where I was pulling all nighters. I was just like, because of how busy I was over the summer. So I would like shoot sunset, stay up all night working, go shoot sunrise, take my kids to school, come home work. Like, I don't know how I was surviving this summer. So, um, I finally just one day called James and was like, what do I need to pay you? Help me fix this. Yeah. So he's helping me. He's an incredible business. Their business is incredible. And the way he can kind of like figure out where you want to go and create a system for you is amazing. So that's what he's working with me on. My pre-session communication is so minimal. And I'm, I have been so busy that I have no communication with them. They book on my website and I text them like two days before, like, here's where to meet and what time. And for my type A clients, it's it's actually incredibly stressful. So my experience at the session has to be over the top amazing because their experience with me up until the session hasn't been very good, quite honestly. Wow. Okay. Interesting. So hmm. to be honest, (laughs) yeah. Okay. I'm working on it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and you've got help from James too. Like you said, his perspective is is pretty incredible. So I I won't touch on that a whole lot, but I'm, I'm just wondering if back to our earlier conversation, if there's opportunity for even a short interview where you can you can filter for those clients who aren't a good fit that don't have that great energy and i don't know if that's something you all have discussed or um we're not there yet like right now we're just trying to get me managing everything and we and we're working on pre-session communication like obviously i'm gonna have more communication to them coming but i do have a book now tab on my website and to be honest, I don't know if I want, I don't, I don't know why I feel this way. I don't know if I want to talk to them before. Fair enough. Well, the, the only reason I asked this, and, and I know we're short on time here, so I won't dig into this too much, but when we think about the messaging, if we want to keep it really straightforward, really simple and not mix messages and try to pull two different concepts into that brand position statement, um, I just wondered if 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 you're still running into issues with booking people that aren't happy, um, that aren't a fit for ultimately what you're trying to create, if there was an opportunity through conversation to to filter them out and say, hey, you know what, I I just I don't know this is going to be a good fit. At the same time, I know that they have limited time. Uh, most of them are on vacation. They're and I would assume probably not spending a whole lot of time or wanting to spend a whole lot of time leading up to that session. You were saying it's kind of high stress, um, so the idea of maybe taking the time for the phone call isn't realistic. I think that it just needs to be, I need in my pre-session communication, there just needs to be more of like, this is what to expect in the session. Mm. Please don't ask your kids to look at the camera. Please show up for, you know, I do many sessions. I do 15 minute sessions. So please dad, even if you're not excited about it, I need you to put your best face on just for 15 minutes. 
like someone will buy you a beer after, you know, something <laughs> in, along the lines of like, and, and I always joke, like it, as soon as a mom is like, my husband's not very excited. I'm like, cool. Like bring him, bring a beer. Like ha- I don't care if he drinks at the session, like do whatever he needs yeah. to do to be like, okay, I'll do this, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Well, I, I'll say for the sake of conversation right now, I think what you could do, and I'm going to actually pull up um, your website here, if you don't mind me just making a, a couple of suggestions. I think that you could simplify that message even more. Um, and, and do make sure, this is something we talk about quite a bit on the, on the podcast, make sure that that position statement is above the fold. So, and what that means for anybody listening in who's not familiar with it, above the fold just simply means that you can see whatever the content is without having to scroll. So, and this needs to be the case both on mobile as well as desktop or laptop format. Make sure that you can see that position statement above the fold without having to scroll. So somebody lands on the homepage of your site, immediately they see that message. It's big, bold font. And you know it takes them a second or two, maybe three at the most. And they immediately know what your brand represents so that there's no confusion and they can immediately make a decision about whether or not this is relevant to them or to go elsewhere. But that's the goal is to have that position statement there immediately. So I would scoot that, that message up. And my suggestion as far as the message goes, and we'll talk a little bit about imagery, would be just to, to go, to, just to simplify it. You can take out, this is more than photos. Um, you can even take out the happy people and you could own the space of being the fun photographer. I mean, you could literally say Maui's most fun family photographer. That's, what is that? Five words? And so if you scroll down just a tiny bit more yeah. to right where it says about me, I think that I, does it say like, I'm the fun photographer? I'm the fun photographer. Yeah. And, and actually I like that. Hi, I'm Jess. I'm the fun photographer. The only caveat that I would add to that, because it's tempting to even just run with that. Um, or you could even say I'm the fun family photographer, but what we also want to keep in mind, and we don't have to be hardline about this because I, I, don't, I don't take that as a, like an egotistical message or you're trying to make it all about you. But when we, if you, have you ever read Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller? Yeah. And yeah. I listened to his podcast. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Okay. So, you know, what Donald talks about in that book is the importance of making the client the hero of the story rather than mm-hmm. making, trying to make ourselves the hero of the story. And again, I may be taking it to a little bit too much of an extreme, but I would, I would encourage you to stay away from messaging that talks about you and focus more mm-hmm. on a message that talks about them. What is the experience that you're providing for them? And if they land on your site and immediately find out that you are the most fun family photographer on the island, on, excuse me, island of Maui, and then they see images to back that up, you're, you're immediately and, and very powerfully communicating a brand position that is unique to anybody there. Looking at your competition, nobody's really running with that. And there may be some images that convey that idea on other websites. But if 90% of your images are just like kids going crazy and laughing hilariously and parents are obviously sm- like genuinely smiling and having fun in the background, you've immediately done your job and pe- people are drawn in. Then you can build on that. And what I would say is run with a simple message like that. And again, it could just be something as simple as Maui's most fun family photographer, the most fun you'll have with a family photographer, but then build on that message. 
you talk about, and you, you kind of build on it in, in a bit of a sentimental fashion, speaking from like an empathic place, right? Your experience as a mom, having little kids, understanding the significance of images, what it's like to, to have or to be photographed with little kids, the potential stress innate to that. That's good. But my suggestion would be to go the route of building on the message of fun. So, I mean, you can speak to the sentimentality of it and that's fine. It's not a bad thing. But I would actually encourage you to go the direction of speaking to the stress that moms normally experience and you being able to relate to that and talking about how you counter that with the experience that you create for that client. Does that make sense? Totally. And I would do that. So again, we're not talking about a drastic shift here because you, you already have this theme of fun and I think it's wonderful. And you're not playing in a crowded space. There aren't a bunch of other photographers. There aren't any other photographers really highlighting that message. I would just simplify it as we already suggested, potentially Maui's most fun family photographer, scoot it up above the page. And let me jump back over to your site here as we're talking about this. Scoot it up above or up, up the page above the fold. And then the other thing, these images are beautiful, but I would, I would look for the extreme fun family photos, right? Um, where these kids are, the, 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 the smiles aren't forced, the parents' smiles aren't forced, um, where there is just obvious fun happening that you want to go to the extreme. If you've got this message that is about fun, you want images that back it up to an extreme level that the family lands in the site and they're like, oh my word, these kids look like they're having an absolute blast. Number one, just you know, emotionally Two, they're not having to be corralled and posed and staring at the camera. They're just, they're mm-hmm. running around and having a great time. And she's really good at capturing it. Oh my word, like image after image after image. I'm seeing this. It's, it's mind blowing. I want that. That looks so much fun. So now you're not just saying that line, but you're backing it up with the imagery. And then number three, of course, we have to, this has to be consistent then with the experience that you provide. And just if, if I can suggest the, the video that you've got on your site, it's, it's wonderful because it gives them a tangible peek into that experience that you're going to provide. But I felt even more energy from you today, just in our conversation, like a genuine excitement and laughter in, in the tone of your voice than I even experienced in that, the tone of your voice in that video. So I would even take like up the ante on that video. Even if you go back to the video and just re-narrate it with a a level of energy that people are going to hear and be like, oh my word, that looks fun. She sounds fun. She's genuinely excited. And they're going to feel that in the tone of your voice. I think even taking it to that extent, making sure this whole experience from start to finish is all about this energy and fun um, that is going to be, I mean, that's going to be the theme across the board. And they're going to walk away just like, not only with beautiful images, because your work is gorgeous, but they're going to walk away so amped at how fun these family portrait sessions could possibly be. I love it so much. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> yeah. And, and again, I, like I have to give you props because you've already done most of the work here. It's just about refinement. Uh, and those few things that I just mentioned, if you do that, um, I, I think you're going to be great. The other thing that I mentioned uh, that I'll mention, and we'll, we'll stop here because I know we're running short on time. You talked about SEO and you're, you're already done a good enough job uh, to, to be on the first page or two of the Google search results. But I, and I of course won't mention names here, but I looked at just one other website that happened to pop up maybe multiple times. And uh, there's a tool, there are multiple tools that you can use for this. Um, Ahrefs is one. Uh, Moz, M-O-Z is another one. And the one that I'm using here, let me see if I can pull up the name of this, is called... Uh, It's just detailed SEO extension and it's a Chrome extension that you can plug in, but you click on it and you can see information, SEO information for the website that you're on. 
and there were there were some missing components from your SEO, especially as it related to keywords, that I think if you refine will give you even more of um, an upper hand when it comes to your presence in organic search results. So if you can work with somebody, James may be able to refer you to somebody, um, or he may even be able to help you with some of that work as well. But find somebody that can help you just refine it. Again, not you're already doing a great job, obviously. So there's not a ton of work to be done here, but refining that and making sure you tie it in with what it is that you're offering will give you even more of an upper hand in this whole process. Amazing. Thank cool. you so much. Oh, oh no. Gosh, so excited. I, there, again, <laughs> you've done a lot of the heavy lifting here. I think it's just refinement. You've already got this incredible brand and I am so impressed with the work that you've done in such a short amount of time to, to build this business that you have. And if we're lucky enough, maybe we can have, have you back on and we can talk a little bit about Google ads and some of what you've done with that. Yeah, totally. Okay, cool. We'll, we'll chat about that offline, but any other questions for me? Anything else that you think we can touch on today? No, that's so awesome. Okay. I feel excited. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm excited for you. And uh, for everybody listening in, if you've got any questions about this concept of brand position, uh, of course, you can go back and listen to this episode and the the definitions, the principles behind this whole process. And uh, oh, yeah, Jill, our producer is saying, I think the next episode needs to be on location. I I think that sounds like a really great idea, actually. Nonetheless, um, for everybody listening in or watching, make sure if you've got any questions about brand position as a concept, you go back to some of the previous episodes. Uh, We've got a whole library, actually, of brand position consultations, and uh, we can maybe even link to that category in the show notes at bocapodcast.com. Make sure, too, that you follow Jess. Jess, I'm, I'm pulling up your website one more time here. And Jess, you can find Jess at mauifamily.photography. And you can also follow her on Instagram, Maui Family Photo. We've got that up there on the screen. Just beautiful work, Jess. I mean, seriously, beautiful work. We didn't spend a lot of time there today just talking about that, but you've got absolutely gorgeous work. Uh, it kind of speaks for itself. Now it's just about refining that messaging and, and um, taking that to the, to the marketplace. And you're going to continue to rock this thing. Thank you so much. Absolutely. All right, everybody. Have an enjoyable weekend. It happens to be Friday as we're recording this. Enjoy your weekend. Um, let us know, feel free to comment on YouTube, Facebook, uh, or just shoot us a note. Um, and let us know what you think about the show, your comments, suggestions, or otherwise we appreciate them. Thanks again, Jess, for your time, for sharing with our community. I appreciate you so much. So excited.